0: Hey guys, we're back with episode three of the Pray for Campus podcast hosted by me, Patrick Keane, where we connect you, the generation that will finish the Great Commission. And spoiler alert, I really believe that's college students. It's those dang Gen Zers that are currently taking college courses right now that I think will take the gospel to every nation on the planet. And that's what I've kind of been focused on in my career. I'm on staff with a Missions organization called Crew, where Crew we're in the business of launching spiritual movements, so everyone knows someone who truly follows Jesus. That's also my in my scope in Eastern Kentucky, but it's also all over the world, and I'm very motivated by that scope. But you know, my job is kind of weird because when I speak to people my age, peers, you know, that general cocktail party question where, you know, so what do you do? And I, I'm quick to say I'm in campus ministry or when I'm hanging out on campus and a student looks at me and they're like, okay, he is not 19 years old. And they're like, so, so why are you here? Are you a teacher? Are you a professor? It's like, oh, well, I work for this campus ministry called Crew. But, but here's the thing. I actually don't think the term campus ministry tells the whole story of, what I do so my job description is actually to launch spiritual movements and and, you know that seems pretty ethereal but that's actually what I speak with my boss about It's like hey Patrick how are you actually launching spiritual movements and that's a little bit different than running a ministry and I have an article here from Tim Keller Um, he wrote this for the Gospel Coalition about 10 years ago and as I was going through it I was like man this is a great article that I want to share with people who care and love Our ministry. And I want to start by defining our terms a little bit. He calls a ministry an institutionalized organization that's held together by rules, regulations, and procedures, not necessarily by shared vision. And um, some of these ministries are a little more programmatic and they rarely focus on this all encompassing vision. Participants engage in ministry activities, but they don't really get in charge of very many ministry activities. Ministries are often known for like strong leadership, and it allows for a participant to come and attend a ministry. The, the way this might look in my campus context is I, I catch a student for four years of their life, four years that they're going to be on my campus, and if I'm running a ministry, that means I'm going to create these programs where they can come attend and enjoy and hear good things and maybe hear more about Jesus, but... They just attend those things for four years and then it doesn't really have a huge effect on their life going forward. But I feel like a movement is a little bit different. Even in the name, in the way we say that, it sounds more dynamic, it sounds more exciting, and here's what Keller says about movements. A movement is marked by an attractive, clear, unifying vision for the future together with a strong set of values or beliefs. The content of a vision must be compelling and clear so that others can grasp it readily. So it sounds like there's something that's more specific about vision that separates a ministry from a movement. And it kind of as I read the article, one of the hallmarks here is it has a simple yet strong vision that can be grasped by all participants. There, there's a saying that I was I was taught on uh, earlier in my staff career that we have this members to ministers mentality. Everything we say from the front, it's actually a call to action from all the participants to kind of get on the wagon and take that take that outside of the walls of our movement. So it's not something that you're gonna necessarily just come attend, it's something you're gonna participate in. And I've noticed this phenomenon in movements that I've been a part of um, in my staff career. And I, I say this to young people all the time, people that are just getting involved in crew, you don't look around and see very many juniors and seniors and I truly believe that's because we've cast such a big vision that people don't just come and attend crew for more than two years unless they're actively going out and being about winning students to Christ, building them up in their faith, and sending them out to have a mission of their own. It, it We're just not entertaining enough. We're not entertaining enough for them to come to a meeting every week, sit there, hang out with friends, and leave because every week we're asking them to go out and share their faith. We're asking them, hey, we got this big crop of freshmen coming in, like go talk to new people and go get their phone number and go hang out in the student center or go lead this Bible study. And not only lead the Bible study, but get people to interact, which is difficult to do. Hey, I I wanted to interrupt this podcast uh, a few minutes after I've recorded it and I've been editing it, and I wanted to ask a question. What happens when one of those type of students, those students that have been a part of a real movement in at the university level, graduate and get plugged in at your church. I, I was doing some reflecting on that as I was getting my stuff together, and I think they would be incredibly discontent. Students that are a part of a movement where the Holy Spirit's really working and moving and there's a huge challenge to get out of your seat and go, feel discontent by going to a ministry throughout life. And and don't get me wrong, there are some churches that are like super high vision where it's clear and cons- It's the vision is clear and you can grab hold of that vision and run with that vision, but so many churches are just holding tanks for Christians of like, yeah, this is what we do every Sunday. So I feel like I've experienced this in my own life and also I've, I've seen students experience this too, that a lot of your common ministry-focused churches don't know what to do with these students that have been involved in a movement. So anyway, back to our previous message. Uh, There's a quote here by Bill Bright that says, Movements begin when a few people discover the truth, live it out, and share it with others. And as I was thinking about those three concepts, discovering the truth, live it out, and sharing it with others, it gets increasingly less common. First of all, discover the truth. Trusting Jesus, it's a miracle in and of itself that someone actually actually, put Jesus on the throne of their life. It's also amazing when someone lives it out, when someone is actively being discipled and growing in their faith. But then more than that, if they're growing their faith and then actually sharing that with other people, that's even less common. So... Uh, that would actually by effect mean that movements are uncommon. And if in my job, you know, if if we're gonna give myself a grade, how well am I actually making disciples or not make disciples, how well am I actually launching spiritual movements? Well it's not necessarily formulaic. It's not like I do this, do this, do this, and we have a movement. Here's kind of a list of some things that I do in my day to day life. I share my faith. I train students to share their faith, I cast a vision to students that's for their lives that are greater than their own. I cultivate students' lives and discipleship. Uh, I facilitate Bible studies and I coach students to lead Bible studies. I facilitate a weekly meeting for students to come and kind of gather. And you know, I plan programs and events. And I know programs and events sound hey, Patrick isn't that a ministry? You're not supposed to launch ministries. You're supposed to launch movements. That's the job description. But you know. Actually, I'm not in charge of launching the movement, it's actually God. So another thing I would add here is I pray like crazy that God would pour out his Holy Spirit on the little feeble ministry that I'm holding up. And, and honestly, as I look back on the year, I've seen God ignite something. And, and I'm, I I think it's a movement, I think it's on the edge of being a movement. We have more people around than we had in the pandemic, not that numbers make that big a difference, but, but the people around care about something bigger, they're catching the vision for something bigger, but 80% of our students are freshmen and sophomore. So I kind of feel like like we had this kindling, this ministry kindling of students that are asking que- good questions, that are thinking good things, that want to share their faith with their friends, and I'm praying that God would ignite that and turn it into something that's bigger than myself, that's bigger than their collective selves. and that's a fun part of my job because it it puts all the impetus and all the trust on Jesus because actually he wants a movement to be launched more than I want a movement to be launched. So you can be praying for me at pray that the student that pray that God ignites something in individual students that makes them want to do things together. And then all of a sudden we have this gospel centered community that looks different to our campus and it brings people to campus. It brings people to Christ on our campus, but we're actually able to take that to the world. I, I'm praying that we have students go on summer mission this summer to to unreach people groups all over the world. We sent one student last year, and it was kind of a relaunch of our sending forces. And I pray that we could we could easily have eight to ten students go internationally next summer. That it's we have that good of quality caliber of students. The question is, do they answer the call? The question is, do they really yield to what the Spirit's doing in their lives? So. Let me take a second to pray for us, and you can pray for me as I pray for what God's doing on campus. God, thank you for these students that have agreed to come around and and be involved in crew and be involved in this ministry. God, but we trust that only you can turn that into a movement. I pray for each one of our leaders that you work in their heart and just make them walk closer with Jesus, Jesus than they've ever walked. And I pray that when we step back on campus that we can have a system in place that allows people to get involved, hear your vision, be transformed by your spirit, and then go out to the rest of the campus, out to the rest of the world. And I pray that by May that we could be sending students um, on summer mission, both in the United States and internationally, Lord. I love you. Your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for sticking around all the way through the episode of the Pray for Campus Podcast, where we connect you to the generation that will finish the Great Commission and continue to pray for our ministry. Subscribe to this podcast and get our email newsletter. That email is going to come every other week in a way you can be praying for me and my ministry and also be praying for what God is doing in and through college students. Until next time.